Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State News Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sam Metry. With me today, Sweet Chicharado. We're going to give some initial reactions to the Michigan game. A big, big 14-10 win for the Spartans. 4-1 on the season now. Yes, yep. Now they're number 21 ranked in the AP polls, I think I saw. Uh, yes, 21, 21 in the AP, 22 in the coaches' poll. So, so big win. Suichi, you were there. I was at home watching on TV. First thing, what was that weather like? I can, because TV doesn't really come across on TV. I could tell it was raining because I came three weeks Lansing, so I know what it was. I, <laughs> I was in the storm. It was pretty bad. Yeah. But what was it like to, like, be on, like, what was it like for the players on the field? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I couldn't really see it started to rain. It started to trickle a little bit, but then I want to say half midway through the third quarter, that's when it got, like, really hard. And then it just kind of continued into the fourth. It eventually did die down. I don't think, you, like you mentioned, I don't think you could really see it on TV, but it, it was honestly a sight to see. I kind of, I, I missed my chance to take a photo, but it, it was pretty bad at one point. I remember specifically, uh, I mean, at its worst point, I think MSU had the ball in one of their many in one of their many positions in the second half when they didn't pick up the first down but it, it was pretty intense I think that played a big factor in it but yeah just yeah. from from the perspective of watching the game on TV it felt like the biggest part of it was Michigan or I'm sorry Michigan State getting that early lead and then just the second the rain came in all the offense just stopped like no one could move and everyone then because no one could really complete passes no one could attempt to pass both teams were sort of loaded the boxes on each other and so then there was no rushing game either way. So, I mean, that was my perspective from watching on TV. What, what did you think? Um, one thing that I've noticed, that I noticed during the game, I'm sure a lot of other writers in the press box noticed with me, was that Michigan, realistically, they were running the ball pretty well in the second half, I believe. Um, I want to say, to start one of their offensive drives, they had four rushes, they, um, I think, early, right around when the rain started. Um, they had they had. Four rushes and two first downs, and they were driving, and then all of a sudden they start to they start to throw the ball a little, especially in that monsoon. I don't know why they were throwing the ball quite lonely. I mean, O'Corn, um, I believe he had three straight picks on three straight drives. Like that's unacceptable. I will, on that third drive, I mean, what are you thinking there of for your for your play calling? Um, I don't know who calls plays for Michigan, admittedly, but that's that's just bad play calling. You can't put O'Corn in that position to be passing the ball, especially after two two picks. So, yeah, I. I don't think O'Corn played that well. I mean, it's I'm sure other podcasts are going to go more in-depth on this, but it's year three of Jim Harbaugh coaching a Michigan team, and they haven't really had a great quarterback player. Like, I mean, Jake Rudock was okay. Jake Rudock was... Oh, Give us some was, credit. He was, he was, he was pretty good. good. He, he was, was good. Like, he wasn't special, star, but, yeah. like, when you're thinking of uh, the Michigan Jim Harbaugh quarterback, yeah. like, if Jake Rudock's the best you've got, then that's not... I, I, as a Michigan fan, I wouldn't expect that to be uh, acceptable. But I... But that's that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> back to the Spartans. Um, I was impressed with the Spartans' play calling. I mean, they Dave Warner say what you want about him, but I thought he called a really good game. Yeah, I think that that one drive, I believe, in the second when they that it got punctuated or it got ex- exclaimed with the uh, screen pass to Madre London to score that touchdown. That was that was a great drive. That was that play drive was just well. That was, was drive was great. That that was great. I mean that's. Michigan didn't know what to do in that screenplay. I mean, looking at the replay, uh, Lewerke was kind of staring at four defenders. He, you know, he faked it to a couple guys, and then he had Madre London wide open for a screen. I believe it was something like around 20 shards out. I want to say, um, the Warner I think played a good game. I mean, you can point to the offense not getting a first down till the last drive in the second half. Um, you can point to that. That is a valid criticism, but I mean, you could also kind of tell that this they weren't really confident in Lewerke throwing the ball in that, that was the yeah, that was the most yeah. conservative version of Michigan State's yeah, offense for sure. possible. And and I mean 
at some point too, they were playing the like the fuel position game because, you know, at the end of the day, Lewerke, and especially in that third quarter, Lewerke was going up against the wind. They weren't. I honestly wasn't expecting MSU to be throwing the ball with Lewerke. He, I mean, he at the end of the day, he's still a rusher, sophomore quarterback. He didn't look great throwing the ball earlier yeah. in good weather. Yeah. So, so in bad weather, yeah, I'll batten down the hatches, run the ball, yeah. run some clock. Yeah, and I mean. At, it doesn't help either that Michigan's front seven is so stacked. They can stack the box, like you mentioned, in the rain. And, you know, that D-line is very treacherous. I mean, Rashawn Gary is one of the best in the nation Yeah, it's right not now. a whole defensive line. Yeah, so, and, yeah. I mean, they did pick up that crucial first down late, but the offense, at the end of the day, they know, fans know, everybody knows that they didn't play well and that Michigan's defense played lights out. But at the end of the day, this is a team game. And the offense, I mean, Michigan's offense just didn't come through for... Them. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't think Michigan State's offense was that bad. They, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I really think from the weather, from my perspective, the weather stopped everything. No one could, like, we just, from, neither team's going to be able to get yards if the other team knows you're going to run the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. Michigan knew we were going to run the ball, and we still were, we still gained positive yards. Like, it wasn't great, but I know stretch of the measurement was great, but they still were, they won. Like, they were able to do what they needed to do in the monsoon. They knew that, like, they knew they needed to get an early lead. They got it. They scripted a really great play a play call to get down there. On the back of one of the greatest catches I yeah. think this rivalry might have seen, that was a great catch. I mean, I don't want to overhype that catch because, like, I've seen a lot of great catches, and that's not, like, yeah. not nearly in the top ten, but that's still a great catch. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, yeah, I think Brian Lewerke's dad said it best, actually. He said it during a little press conference afterwards that his dad told him that, hey, the storm is coming in the second half, like, try to get as many points in the first half. And this one thing that should be noted is that this is the second straight game that MSU has not scored in the second half, and they kind of let their defense do its own thing. Just like in Iowa, I believe it was 17-3 at halftime, a lot of touchdowns, that was it. Yeah. one seventeen ten. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's really hard to say about this offense. I think they're still growing a lot. I mean, you have a young signal caller. It doesn't help that LJ Scott was a little bit nicked up, according to D'Antonio, so he wasn't able to play. Do you think that's why he didn't play, or do you think he was benched for some fumbling issues? Maybe a little bit of both. I mean, you we saw what kind of impact a fumble can have on the yeah. game early. I mean, honestly, looking at the first couple, you know, the first, I want to say the seven, first seven, eight minutes, Michigan goes, marches down the field on MSU's defense methodically. They take up a lot of time. Yes, they did get a field goal, but, I mean, they got points out of the drive. That would probably win for the MSU D, but it kind of, and then, Right afterwards, the MSU offense goes three and out. And then all of a sudden, Michigan's kind of driving again. But then all of a sudden, you know, they fumble the ball. MSU gets it around the 40, 45-yard line of Michigan. And they score. That, that's a big momentum for yeah. And I think that kind of switched, switched the flip a little bit to MSU, too, because, I mean, that's when things started to roll for MSU and then eventually halftime. They came out of halftime a little bit slow. It doesn't help that Andre Welch, I believe, had that awful kickoff return and Lawrence Nelson kind of fumbled the ball had to fall on at like the two or something but yeah I, I think overall though we don't know much about the MSU offense let's be honest here I think the defense played great yeah like, I, I think that but I mean we've we've criticized the working not being able to pass that well but I'm gonna compliment his decision making here he did yeah. not throw the ball up at all he tucked it and ran he made that was great strides a decision maker to just be like you know what use you gonna use my legs I'm yeah. gonna run and I'm gonna die for this first down and I think that plays why to why he didn't throw an interception that yeah. game. Like, 
that game was in a monsoon and Michigan State held on to the ball. That was the most important thing. The fact they came out of that game with that weather with no turnovers, yeah. I think is great. It shows great decision-making by Lewerke now. He knows to just tuck it and run. Yeah, for sure. He's not sliding weird anymore when the ball pops out. He's just <laughs> diving and holding on the ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, MSU kind of was playing with the fire a little bit there at the beginning once the rain started. I remember one pass, Lewerke threw to Soka, went through his hands, threw, went through the defender's hands, and then eventually – found an MSU receiver, but he dropped it too, or he yeah. wasn't in the position to make it. So I think looking at that, they were very cautious of the turnover decision. I mean, they're always talking about it. This defense, I mean, this team as a whole, turnover margin has been a big thing the last few weeks, and they were like, oh, we're forcing turnovers, but we're not going to turn the ball over. We have a plus five turnover margin, that's great no matter what team you are. And yes, it was a four-point win, but four points in that game in that weather was a lot more than just your regular four points. Oh, yeah. Lead. Maybe the Big 12 or something. I mean, four-point lead in the Big 12 doesn't really matter. In the Big 10, though, in a monsoon? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you, would you want to send a kicker out in that game? No. No, definitely not. Honestly, I mean, I know Michigan's kicker's got a leg on him, yeah, but yeah, still, yeah. he was kicking into the wind the fourth quarter, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he was kicking into the wind. I mean, a field goal wouldn't have done it anyway because it was four points. Right. But, um, yeah, I think... That win also played a big factor in it going from, from my perspective, right to left. Um, MSU got to go with the win the last few games, or the last quarter, but that didn't seem to matter too much just because it didn't pass it. But, I mean, the weather was a big thing, but this this was classic Big Ten, big ten football. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the only more, I guess, Big Ten football I've seen this year was, uh, what, what was the score of the Iowa-Penn State game at halftime? Like 5-3 to three or something? Yeah. Something something. The only thing like that, that could make this more Big Ten is if there was snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if MSU got that safety when they were pinned against that one. That would have been pretty funny, too. Yeah. Um, so, how good do you think this team is now? I wrote about it today. I think this is a good team. I mean, yes, they're ranked. Yes, we can keep talking about how we don't know that much about MSU. But you know what? That's not a good excuse anymore. We're five games into the season. That's They're 4-1. and one. Yeah. After the Minnesota game next Saturday, that that's halfway through your season. If you can't make you know impressions about this team halfway through your season, then what are you doing? Well, are you waiting until like, the 10th game? That's, right. That's, there's no point in... Not only that, but they've had, they played Iowa, who's going to be well-coached regardless mm-hmm. of how much talent they have. Michigan has talent, and they're probably going to be well-coached, yeah, along I mean, with Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, they've not, like, they haven't played... It's like... There's, there is a season where like the schedule could have worked out where our schedule was super backloaded, and I wouldn't want to make a comment on this team. But it's not like yeah. like it's not like Michigan State's played Rutgers, Maryland, and Illinois as the Big Ten teams. They played some yeah, heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean Iowa has shown that they might be a pretty good team. I mean, I believe they blew out Illinois yesterday. They had that close game against Penn State. You know, they're kind of a middle tier Big Ten school right now, especially over in the West, a much weaker West. But. Did you see the score of the Ohio State Maryland game? <laughs> I did see that score. Well, who, Rami, who you who did you pick in that game? I believe I picked Maryland. I don't you know did. which you picked. I'm sure you picked Ohio I State. I picked Ohio State, yes. <sighs> um, although Illinois has continued to kill me. I thought Lovie Smith was a better coach than this. Um, yeah, well, I guess not. Yeah. Um, so I think that there was just a lot of good from that game that I saw. It was improved decision-making. They held on the ball, which was great. If you would have told yeah. me that they played in a hurricane, essentially hurricane-level rain in the Midwest, if that's right, yeah. I don't know. It's like, when the, by the time the hurricane reaches here, it's about it's going to be that much, usually, yeah. right? Um, but... They held on to the ball, and that's been a huge issue. It's like we're talk- I don't, we haven't wanted to talk about turnovers this whole podcast because we talk <laughs> about turnovers every week on this podcast. Yeah. But it's the other way around this time. Was yeah, the defense sure. forcing turnovers? Was it David Dowell who had two picks? Right? Yeah, it was yeah. David Dowell had a David couple picks. Joe Bacci. I mean, he had a forced fumble early there. Yeah, and there was there was a couple fumbles that I believe that Michigan recovered on their own, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe 
the final stats say that Michigan State had two fumbles lost, two fumbles, but none were lost, and Michigan had two fumbles in general and two lost. Yeah. So that was kind of the final stats. I think, you know, I mean, that last fumble with Lewerke, um picking up that first down, I think, I think in that moment, right when that happened, I was... I was a little bit like, oh, this is Michigan State's worst nightmare. They this fumble kind of ends the game for them, or it opens up a little bit. But honestly, I was half expecting Harbarger to fumble a snap. That would have been honestly. That would have been poetic justice. Honestly, to be like fair. right at the end of the game, there when he was fumb- when he was uh, kicking with I want to say like 13 seconds left or whatever. Or, uh, never mind, like 30, 40 seconds left. I honestly thought he was gonna fumble because that would have been, in my opinion, I'm sorry, I miss you fans, but it would have just been poetic justice. That would have been. I mean, let's let's be honest here. That, that would have been also the moment where um, when you just both kinda... fan bases would have needed to come together and collectively decide we're not talking about those two years. Just c- group yeah. decision. Neither fan base is going to attack each other for either year. Just just let just, those games never happen. Yeah, I mean, because then what, what would have ended up happening was that if Harburger fumbled there and if MS, I mean, you, excuse me, Michigan scored there, then Wolverine fans would have rubbed it in MSU fans' face, yeah. like a hundred percent. But after a year or so, then I think it would have backed off a little. But as I mean, luckily for MSU, that didn't happen. They get to still keep their Jalen Watts Jackson moment. I actually did go down to the field to do a, to do the post game stand up with Colton. We did we did stand right in the spot and kind of took it all in for for I guess I guess just because it was so legendary. I mean, that was that was the spot. Yeah. We still talk. About I mean, I'd want to go like. Um, I think it was, was it a few years ago that Auburn um, traced the kick six on their field. <laughs> Is that still there? I don't know. No, I, I think don't know. I think I saw that for maybe one game they traced yeah. like the path the kick six, and that'd be cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, I don't know. It. That's I agree. That's appreciate that's cool. history. Yeah. There. I mean, I'm I mean, impartial. I'm objective, but you gotta appreciate some such a big play. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's yeah, just such that's a fair. big moment in the rivalry. Um. Yeah. So. Moving on the rest of the way, Michigan with one loss. They're one, and they're one, really on the bat. They're and they also that one loss. It didn't come to a Penn State or an Ohio State. It came to it came to a Michigan, Michigan State, State. Which so they're I would say they're almost out of the Big Ten championship race. It really. It would take a lot for them to come. They need to. It really does depend. They'd have to win out. They would have to win and out. And then I, have, have no one losses, else win out. Yeah, I mean if they have two losses, I'm sure. In the first place, if they have two losses, their college football playoff lives are kind of you know yeah. on life support. Well, I, I still think the I still think the Big Ten champion is going to get in. Yeah, I think the Big Ten champion, mm-hmm. regardless of how many we'll losses, the Big Ten champion yeah. will get in. I will believe. I, mean, I believe. Had, unless it's like yeah, whoever the unless someone from the Big Ten West wins, then maybe yeah, not. maybe not. But we'll see. I mean, I do believe Michigan has to win out the rest. Excuse of me, except for Wisconsin. I forgot Wisconsin yeah. for a second. <laughs> Wisconsin, yes, Wisconsin does exist. Very good team out there. Um, yeah, I think MSU. I mean, excuse me. I think Michigan. Just have to win the rest of the way, just because of the way it's shaping up. Honestly, if MSU is as good as they think they are, and we think they might be, they they they're a dark horse contender in the Big Ten East. Let's get yeah. That's a hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. They they should get they should take care of business uh, next week. I thought they were Minnesota. a dark horse contender before this game. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, because like there definitely was a, there was a path to like I could see them yeah. all of a sudden getting hot. Yeah, like it would it would take beating Michigan and then getting hot. And coming into that game against Penn State, pretty hot, right? That's that's do they Penn State, they play Penn State first or Ohio State first? Um, I'm looking it up. It is they play Penn State the yeah. week before Ohio State, so. Okay, so oh yeah, and then if so, I can see a world where State wins all the way up, and then they going into Penn State. If they beat Penn State, just just the uh, the adrenaline coming off of that game. Yeah. 
and just the confidence coming off of that game going into Ohio State the next week yeah. would be, um, I think D'Antonio would be able to get his team up for the, for yeah, that game pretty absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah, it's, for sure. I don't. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sound too optimistic, obviously, yeah. because this team is still really young, as we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, they didn't like the work. He didn't look great throwing the ball in that weather, but I don't know. Things all of a sudden worked out. Yeah, these next three games for MSU will be very telling, in my opinion. You got two road games in the Big Ten West. So next week is Minnesota, then it's Indiana home, then you got Northwestern away. So those three games, I think, will kind of determine it because. Worst case scenario, you lose all three. I mean, I don't think that'll happen. I'll be very surprised if you do. But that, you know, that obviously takes you out. But if you go 3 0 here and you go into Penn State, that's a home game. First week in, the, I mean, first uh, first game of November. And November is historically a year that Antonio has kind of very stressed. Like, this is a year, I mean, this is a month that yeah, you see it MSU NFL. takes care of this. November is yeah. the month where. The games matter. Yeah, and that last month of the season, like that's when that's what determines where you're yeah. at the rest of the year. So if if MSU takes care of business against these three teams that they're theoretically better than, we never know because this is college football. I mean, that game in Minnesota, who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. But if they go into Penn State five and zero, you know who who knows what's gonna happen? If that's a night game too at Spartan Stadium, who knows what's gonna happen? Right. You know, there's there's a. When did they announce that? Usually the week um, before. A couple weeks before, so we're not sure yet. Yeah, it, I mean, we're not going to know until, like, around, I want to say, like, mid-October. So you think there'll be a, uh, I think game day would come here for that, ESPN game day? Ooh, maybe, yeah. I don't I don't see yeah. what, if, if MSU runs a table up to Penn State, so they're, what would that be, 7-1, 5-0 in the Big Ten? Yeah, I think with, an un, with an assuming undefeated Penn State team. Yeah, assuming undefeated Penn State team. If they lose to Michigan at a whiteout, I'll be very surprised. Um, yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah. See, that's the thing. is the, All I these mean, teams still have to play each other. Yeah, Michigan State getting State's, a win over one of those one of those big teams is yeah. important. Penn State's what? Number three in the nation right now in the AP? I yes, they moved up to three. So they're number three. Yeah, I mean, that might that might be a prime time matchup at the end of the day. That would be pretty exciting, actually, if MSU were 7-1 yeah. in the Big Ten. They, they, would fear, they would have to be a top 15 team at yeah. that point. I mean, they're number 21 right now. Yeah. Three three easy wins. I mean, two of them on the road for such a young team. Yeah. The, the hype train will be in East Lansing. Oh, yeah. yeah. If College Game isn't here for that game, I'll be very surprised. I mean, I, I don't know who else... Is playing that week. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Obviously, we don't know. I mean, there might be another prime If the Red River rivalry is that weekend, then, yeah. like, I mean, I would understand. Um, yeah, I saw, did you see Barstool was at Michigan yesterday? Yeah. The Barstool, <laughs> no, tailgate, did, the Barstool tailgate was at Michigan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that Barstool was doing a tailgate now. Yeah, um, apparently. I mean, Big Ten tailgate was here, what, last week? Against yeah, Nine. that's kind so, of a cool idea. Yeah. I'm so interested to see what the Nintendo network does with that type Big, of stuff. <laughs> Miles Bridges played a game of Pig, so... That's so, fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> Actually, when I was driving back from East Lansing today, or driving back from Ann Arbor today, I saw Marty's walk, Wagner, right? Wagner, because he's German. So that was interesting. I was like, who's this guy cutting me out? It's Marty's Wagner. He's wearing, like, OKC shorts, and I'm like, that's weird. Like, what are, what are you doing here? I was like, go shoot some hoop, bro. Yeah. He's very tall, though, I will say. <laughs> I would assume he's tall. <laughs> yeah, then that's my, a safe my, assumption. Then my buddy, who's an MSC fan, he's like, not as good as Miles Bridges. And I'm like, all right, dude, let's, let's, let's calm it down here. Yeah. Let's come with that. He can't hear you. Yeah. Do you see that Kobe Bryant was on campus a few weeks ago? Yes. Apparently. Apparently, I, um, Isaac, shout out to him. Great guy. He worked with us last year. Apparently, Isaac, he tweeted uh, sorry, Isaac Constance. Okay. He works for WKAR. Um, he tweeted out that Reggie Jackson was in the press box. I didn't see him. Apparently, he was stealing a bratwurst. Those are pretty good. Um, but he was randomly there. So, just How a good is the, is the Michigan press meal? 
It's pretty good. I mean, I don't want. I'm not. I'm not gonna rag on Michigan State too much. Michigan State's is pretty good. Michigan State. I've been to some. I've got uh, Michigan. The Michigan hockey press conference is pretty fun. Um, Michigan State for football. Behind the scenes, a little bit. They give us meal tickets, and all we can all we can redeem it for is either a hot dog, bratwurst, or pretzel. So that's a little bit that's sad. Not bad. Well, I mean, it's all you only get two though, so it's a little bit limited. Oh. So like at Michigan, there's a long line, but I mean, it's worth it because you just get. I got like thirds. Don't tell don't tell the Michigan people. I probably won't be back there for at least a little bit, but I got thirds because the chicken kept running out on me, so I was pretty mad about that. But yes, the food was pretty good. They they did it in like two installments. They had like they had kind of like barbecue chicken a little bit, okay. like corn and like beans and like cornbread, and then they went to the bratwurst at halftime. I didn't get the I didn't get the bratwurst. I heard they were good though. I'm still hoping that you uh you get a chance to go to the Popeyes Bowl just for the Popeyes <laughs> and the best box. Hey man, I'm trying to go to the Chick Fil A Bowl. That would also Chick Fil A is uh, where is the Chick Fil A Bowl? Is, it good? is that the Peach Bowl? I think. Oh, it is Florida. That'd be fun. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. Potentially, I don't know. If, I don't even know if the big. I don't even know if MSU can go to it, but yeah. I'm, I'm just uh I'm just uh you know I'm I like to think of myself as the official judge of food of uh, press press boxes. So. Dude, food is. Food is great. Yeah, food is great. Michigan Stadium currently sets up elsewhere in stadium in that regard. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Objectively speaking. I don't the food really has to spice. Also, I'm a Coke guy, so can't do much with Pepsi and MSC. Yeah. See, it's nice because I just go Mountain Dew every time. Oh, that's a good move. Sometimes, though, I, I like to go with Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Because it's, like, yeah. it's an impartial third party. Yeah. It's pretty good. So. Can I say? What's the best press food you've ever had? This is going to be really boring for people who aren't into food, but, like, who's not into food? <laughs> who's not into food, though? This is, like, cool. This is kind of cool behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff that you don't really care about. Um, I think the Breslin had a couple times catering. Oh, actually, last year in uh, MSU Volleyball at the Jenison Fieldhouse, they had catering for the NCAA tournament. Ooh. That was really good. I remember they had pulled pork the first night, and I want to say burgers the second night. I might be fl- flipping that around, but those are both pretty good. Yeah. And then what's funny is that Coke sponsors the NCAA, so they had to have everything uh, sponsored by uh, Coke. So they had to like go buy a, they had to go buy like cans of Coke and put them in like freezers. Whereas like in like before they would have like the little like soda yeah. dispensers and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So that was, that that was probably the best food. But that was also an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, so. I did. Um, I covered a high school football game, uh, the state championship at Ford Field, and they had mm. pork sandwiches out there. That was mm. fun. That was a good one. That's pretty good. Hockey actually has um here at the at Mon. They have a pizza house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have yeah, pizza. Yeah. They usually do pizza house. So if it's like a Friday, Saturday, you know, two game series like they usually do in college hockey. Friday they'll go to the regular pizza, and then on Saturday they'll switch it up a little bit and go with subs. So yeah, that's pretty good. I've covered a couple Saturday hockey games that have yeah. always had subs. Yeah, yeah, subs are pretty good. Yeah, I mean you can't go pizza two nights in a row. It's just it's maddening. You can't do that. It's maddening. Okay. <laughs> Make me feel bad then. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just explain my Saturday and Sunday food. <laughs> um. All right. So, next week, we'll be back with another podcast later on the week to talk about uh, Minnesota. Yeah, we'll, um, have, we'll have that we'll do, later that'll, this week. That'll come out Friday. Yeah, um, this week. So, thank you so much for listening in to uh, Michigan Instant Reaction Instant Reactions Pod, and Plus hopefully food. you weren't bored about food. <laughs> I don't think you can you can get too bored no, about food. No, I mean, I'm going to kind of want to go eat right now, oh, so yeah. that's probably what I'm going to do. That's a good All one. right, well, thank you so much for listening. Check out satanews.com. Oh, Sweetie, well, what... You've got a piece coming out tomorrow, right? Yes. Um, it's uh, We call it CP Center. Oh, tomorrow, today, when you're hearing this, excuse me. Yeah, so today, Monday, whatever. Today is Sunday, but tomorrow is Monday. But on Monday, we will have, I will be having a long-form piece, kind of dissecting a lot of what was going on, a lot of what we talked about, but in word form. I get to use, you know, my voice a little bit more in that. I'll get a little more time to think about it as well. Um, but it'll be kind of dissecting 
this MSUU Michigan from after taking a step back. Because, you know, I wrote a column this morning about how MSU isn't just good, they're exciting to watch. Go read that on SafeNews.com. But that was kind of an instant reaction piece, my, my personal reaction from this game, or from the game Saturday. And now I'm taking a step back, taking a day to just kind of delve into what happened, what happened on Saturday, why did it happen, all that kind of stuff too. So, All right, sounds good. Can't wait yeah. to read it. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at Words by Sam. You can follow Suichi at Twitter at... Suichi Torada 26 Who just got 25 followers Something since like the that. game. Yeah, yeah. So big week for Suichi's <laughs> follower account. Let's get him over 1,000. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right, bye-bye.